Welcome back to another episode of BVP News. I am Chris Baker, joined with the one and only Good News King, a.k.a. Nicholas Rad. We are back for another Saturday morning Good News, December edition. And I don't know about you, Nick, but um, I feel like we just did November's. You know, <laughs> things have been flying at this point. Uh, I, I do feel like we just did November's a few days ago. Obviously, we did the Thanksgiving one last week, so that one was recent. But no, like it, it feels like we did November's right alongside it um, between you know everything going on in the news world plus school plus everything else just life in general in october feels like it was six years ago time is flying yeah isn't it weird how that happens where you have these weird moments where certain things seem so you know like they just happened yesterday like like we said in november october september those feel like years ago just you know just decades ago at this point i hardly remember october I'm sure everyone knows how these Good News Saturdays work, so we're just going to jump right into it. What do you have for your first Good News story? Okay, so this first story, just kind of a neat one that I wanted to throw in as a starter, right? A woman was on a flight to Atlanta, uh, and it was a, you know, three and a half to four hour flight. Um, And in the middle of the flight, she went into labor. Um, she was a month early, so obviously this wasn't exactly expected, uh, and she had to hold out three and a half hours until the plane landed, uh, successfully in Atlanta in order to deliver the baby. Uh, when the plane landed, firefighters immediately rushed onto the plane and got her situated, and the baby was delivered successfully and healthily, and it was a girl, and it was kind of cool because when the baby was delivered um one of the flight attendants got on the plane's microphone and uh told the entire you know announced the birth to the entire plane and all of its passengers and uh you know she got a nice round of applause from everyone and everyone was really happy for her so just a nice little story two things Mm-hmm. You're telling me that the entire plane didn't know she was giving it to birth. I'm swear, I swear, I'm very sure she was very loud, very vocal <laughs> about that labor. And second of all, you're telling me on that plane there has there wasn't a single doctor or nurse that could deliver that baby, and you're also telling me there's not a single Grey's Anatomy fan on that plane that was like, <laughs> yeah, I can deliver. I got this, this. baby. <laughs> Well, evidently not. <laughs> you know, just a cool story, though, right? Like, I couldn't imagine being on a plane like that. And, you know, I couldn't imagine going through that. You have to hold out in labor for three and a half hours until that plane lands. How? <laughs> like, obviously. Like, nope, this baby's coming out. <laughs> it's coming now. It's happening now. Um... But no, just a nice, you know, story. It's kind of, my favorite part is just that everyone cheered, everyone was happy and you know, congratulative for her. Um So I figured, you know, just a nice little story to open things up. What a nice season opener, Nick. Um where were they traveling to? Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, that's such a nice place to travel to. What do you have for your second good news story? All right, so we are getting close to Christmas, and 
So it's the season to be jolly. Exactly. La, 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 la. Exactly. So I figured, why not include a story here? That, you know, that really starts to get us into that mood, and that's exactly what Monica did at her new job. She had been working there for about two months when there was a contest announced for all the employees. Um, all the employees in you know in her office were basically told to do you know to take part in a a christmas decorating contest and monica who you know was known in our household to be you know very decorative you know loved to decorate and she even admitted she, maybe she had too many decorations but this played into her you know th- this played to her advantage because what she did was she turned her office cubicle into a gingerbread house now no i must specify not in you know no actual gingerbread was involved in this unfortunately Damn it. <laughs> um, unfortunately i i think it would have been amazing if it had been but no what she did was she took uh you know color paper cardboard stickers and other materials and turned her cubicle into a gingerbread house and it was kind of cool because she had said that she wanted to find a way to really break the ice between her and the other uh, employees and really just get to know everyone and, you know, make things a lot more jolly and festive and all that. And this was a perfect chance for her to do that. Plus, she's very competitive. And, you know, it's safe to say, after all that effort, she won. She won the contest and, you know, just to wonderful way to get into that holiday spirit especially in that office environment so you know what someone should have done next let me explain this to you okay okay Okay. so someone should have made she did what she did Mm -hmm. someone should have made it out of gingerbread so everyone could eat it you know when i first read the story right i i should have figured that it wasn't actual gingerbread right I Everyone was praying it was. Though. I was hoping in the deepest parts of my soul that she had actually made a cubicle-sized gingerbread house. Because how impressive would that have been? Maybe next year when they do the contest. Oh, I know. Take it up, you know, take it up to that extra step. Because, you know, this is, you know, obviously this level of decoration is pretty crazy for being in an office cubicle. Like, she could have very easily just, you know, hung up a Christmas poster or whatever, you know, do these small little things. But to go, I, she went on a weekend, by the way. She went in on a weekend to put all of this together and just came up with this whole elaborate decoration you know, really turned her office into a gingerbread house. Really cool way to just break through in your new job environment and a really festive story. I love that because she really went the extra mile and it will be something that they talk about for years to come, probably every Christmas. And it's just very festive and holly jolly. What well, do you have for the third good news story? All right, so... For this story, we have something just absolutely incredible. In California, there is a football team made up of all deaf players. And 
you know, in the years since their creation, they weren't created all too long ago, a few years ago, they had lost most of their games that they had played. And mind you, they're not playing in a league with uh, other deaf teams. They were playing in a normal high school football league. Well, they went on a tremendous run this season, going 12-0 and in hopes that they would be able to reach the state finals. Now, it was really cool because they communicated through a, um, you know, all the players communicated through American Sign Language, and then if anything needed to be uh, communicated to the referees or the other team or whatever else they had a sign language translator um on hand for all of that and unfortunately you know the cinderella story doesn't have the perfect ending they did lose in the semifinals uh to a team that had con- you know been consistently winning the state championships and getting to the final uh but to make it that far to make it to the semifinals to make that huge turnaround in form uh to come back and make it to the semifinals of the championships just absolutely wonderful and it even earned them respect and attention from a number of different nfl franchises who uh, sent out congratulations to the coaches and the players on this team good for them (laughs) they kicked ass they may have not gone all the way to the state championships, but that's still a huge accomplishment. It's incredible. You know, a lot of stories you hear in in things like this, you hear of maybe like, you know, one player being uh, deaf or, you know, visually impaired or things like that. An entire team of deaf players has just, you know, defied what most people would expect you know and to go 12 and 0 to have that perfect perfect record all the way until those semifinals just it's incredible it's absolutely incredible and i congratulate them i think they absolutely destroyed it and hopefully hopefully they can continue that next year and actually go to the final or actually win it all hopefully oh no they will and they will win the gold prize and they will be better than everyone and you know hopefully they can because that kind of accomplishment that'll stick with those players for the rest of their lives it doesn't matter what comes after that it doesn't matter what happens you know down the line they're going to remember that win and you know the state will remember that win the country will remember that win because that's absolutely just amazing I agree 100%. Um, What do you have for your fourth good news story? All right, so switching over to England for this one, where a 13-year-old girl named Millie has kind of turned herself into a bit of a celebrity because she was out metal detecting with her father one day. This is just her third time out metal detecting. She really didn't know what she was doing, but all of a sudden, she ended up getting a signal from the metal detector. Well, she called her dad over and they started digging and what they found absolutely shocked them because what they found were 65 objects, most of them being axes, and experts believe that 
they were created around the year 1300 BC. And right now they've been shipped off to be examined to determine their authenticity. And if they are found to be real and legitimate from that era, it's very possible that uh, the British government will be paying Millie and her family for the fine and for the objects to which the uh, to which Millie said that she will give a portion of that money to the landowner where the objects were found and her mother says that now she's a bit of a celebrity like I said before because she's actually being recognized whenever she uh, goes out metal detecting people recognize her and you know even other detectors are you make jokes like oh you know Millie's here we might as well go home and it's actually sparked her interest in becoming an archaeologist and, and continuing to try and make these kinds of finds um, and discoveries. And, you know, she gets applause for this because in a, de- you know, in a detector's world, finding objects like that is a one in a lifetime discovery. And she made this discovery so young, like I said, only 13 years old and just really cool. <laughs> You know, I was wondering if you were going to travel out of the United States, and you never fail. You never fail. You always find them all over the country. And I have to say, I'm a little bit jealous because every time I go metal detecting, I find trash. You know, I've uh, whenever I search for stories for these episodes, not every time, but there have been several times where I have found stories like this. The... One story that comes to my mind, uh, just, you know, right off the top of my head, is also came from England, oddly enough, where someone had found gold coins from, or I think it was gold coins or bronze coins, whichever it was, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, from the Anglo-Saxon era. And I always want to include these because I absolutely love these types of discoveries, and I thought it was about time, especially with, you know, Millie being so young, only 13 and making this discovery, especially with the fact that a lot of detectors will be searching, you know, 30, 50, 30 40, 50 years for a discovery like this. So just incredible. And again, I congratulate her for this. So, Nick, the real question is, is there any estimate how much money she's going to get? I mean, seriously. I mean... Whenever I've taken a metal detector out, I only find trash. And now I'm a little bit jealous. And if we're talking millions of dollars, I'm going to be super jealous. You know, it could be. uh, Artifacts from that era are very valuable. And especially since they found so many. There's no say right now on how much might be um, offered and and, you know accepted. But who knows? And Nick, what do you got for your fifth and final good news story? All right, so we opened up the show with a nice little story. Figured I'd do the same to close it out. A man ended up really just finding a cool little relationship with um, a family of crows that lived in his yard. So what happened was he went outside into his yard one day and found two baby crows... um, on the ground outside their nests. You know, they had fallen out of the nest. They were on the ground. He put 
the crows back in their nests, you know, the adult crows, you know, the parents were a little alarmed by this, you know, as birds typically would be. But then afterwards, he started to, you know, put food out for the birds. Um, at first, he did it just to make sure, you know, in case the babies fell out of the nest again, they had a food source. But, you know, as time went on, he continued to do this and the bird or, you know, the crows, they noticed and they would eat it. And one day he came out to the spot where he normally put the food down for them and he found a twig with a soda can pull tab threaded onto it. And he thought this was very curious, but he came back the next day and found another one. The crows were actually leaving him like almost like little thank yous for um, the food that he was putting out for them. And it was really cool too because he talked about how um, whenever he would go on walks, the crows would be kind of flying alongside him. Like they would fly from uh, power line to power line, just kind of following along near him. And then the he said that the adult male would actually fly within a few feet of him at times. I want a crow friend. Yeah, like, this is just a really neat story. I love this story just for the fact that, you know, the fact that the crows almost gave him a thank you, like a little gift to say thank you for the food and, like, thank you for the generosity. It's so... I don't have words for that. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's called, Why Do You Always Do This To Me, Nick? First, you have a robocaller Friday that made a friend from, a, you know, a missed calling. And now you have crows and a human being friend. And you know what? I just want it. Give it to me. <laughs> you know, it's kind of just this really cool scenario. You don't expect to... You don't expect to make friends with birds because especially from this from the beginning of this because birds typically and I've had experience with this when you try to uh, when when you in their eyes mess with their nests or their babies or whatever they'll typically just fly off like and they won't come back um, and so the fact that these crows actually stayed. And the fact that they almost formed this bond with the man and left him gifts and all of that just, it's so cool. Um, and so, you know, I know I've never heard of it happening. So in my mind, it's rare. Maybe, you know, maybe not, but I love it. Well, you know what, Nick? I have to be honest with you. The first good news story you gave was my favorite. Not saying any of them weren't as good, but the first one was my favorite. The first one was your favorite? Yes. Okay. I don't know why, but it was my favorite. Um, I mean, you can add this to the books of another month of good news stories. You've tracked down the best. I you know, I can give you your crown. Every month I threaten you, and I don't know why I do it, because every month you just deliver. Every month I say, you know what? If you fail, I'm taking the crown, and you're going to have to earn it to get it back, and I've never been able to take the damn crown away from you. Well, you know, here's the thing, right? With all of the hectic or negative or just confusing news that we keep seeing and that we report on here on the show every week, you know, multiple times a week, 
it becomes a lot, you know, it becomes a lot and you need a break from that. So I love being able to track down these stories. I love being able to take the time to, you know, track these stories down and just present them for everyone because we all need just a chance to unwind, to breathe, to smile, to just enjoy some of the elements of the world around us and, you know, just allow things to be good for a little bit. And you know what, Nick? Can I tell everyone right here, right now, the big secret? What's that? <clears throat> December 24th, you will be telling us all Christmas-themed good news stories. That's right. Yeah, so kind of like we did last year, kind of where the good news stories uh, got there, you know, had their beginnings for the Christmas holiday. We're going to be celebrating with, you know, kind of like we did with the Thanksgiving stories. We're going to be doing a Christmas special with all Christmas good news stories on Friday the 24th. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I am very much looking forward to that. I am too. And, um, you know, we're only like 20 days away from that. So, Good news, Santa. Is that what we're gonna call you? That good, news, good news, Santa. Santa? I, I, you know, good. I can accept that. Good news, Santa. Get your Santa hat on and get ready to tell us those good news stories. <laughs> but until then, make sure you come back Monday morning for all the over the weekend news to get you all ready for your week. And make sure you follow us on um Twitter for the latest twenty four hour breaking news. Of course, the links to that are in the show notes. But until Monday morning, have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris. What? What are we doing for our next Wednesday show? My DMs are being flooded right now. I, I, I don't know what to tell them. Well, you know what? I'll tell everyone right now. As everyone knows, dumb laws are ending, and we are sticking with the theme of dumb, but we're going to idiots. And what we're doing is idiots in the news. Each week, I will read Nick a news story about an idiot in the news, and he is going to react with them with his purest reactions ever because I have a full list of idiots in the news and Nick doesn't have a clue what's going on. And I think he's going to be just as blown away with these idiots as I was. You mean I don't get to know ahead of time? Nope, you won't have the slightest clue. (sighs) Alright, well, guess I get to react with all you. The first idiot in the news will be December 8th, Wednesday. Mark your calendars and we will see you then.